0: Good morning. Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Monday, September 16th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This morning's article comes from The Globe and Mail. The headline reads, Rapid rise of co-working providing needed space as big cities feel real estate crunch. When Raoul Raj was ready to move his small but growing business out of his home, he found a range of flexible options waiting for him, despite Toronto's tight office market, thanks to a boom in co-working. The rapid rise of flexible office spaces, which provide a broadening range of workspace options with little commitment or upfront cost, has meant both independent workers and entire companies can ramp Their space needs up or down as needed more seamlessly than ever before. This new real estate model comes about via companies that lease floors or buildings and then subdivide and remodel them to suit their brands. An increasing number of co-working companies are also working with building owners to share in the risks and profits. Coworking is seeing a huge growth in Canada as global market leaders like WeWork and IWG look to add floor space and fill a strong demand for smaller, more flexible office spaces in a real estate crunch. Flexibility was key for Raj, who is working to add at least two more staff to his team of two full timers and a few contractors at his Five and Vine firm that helps tech startups raise venture capital. Because it's month to month, if our needs change, so too can our arrangement," said Raj. He was able to secure a space that had the right mix of design, light, bustle, and location to fill the growing needs of the company thanks to a co-working company called Spaces. It's hard to think of an alternative that has the same flexibility and economics. These guys can provide what I can't access on my own. Canada's flexible office market has grown from about 138,000 square meters, so 1.5 million square feet, in 2014 to over 562,000 square meters, so 6.05 million square feet, this year, according to commercial real estate firm CBRE Group Incorporated. Toronto accounts for about half of that space, with more than 30 companies offering some sort of flexible office space, including options for freelancers with children, women looking for a supportive environment, and large-scale multi-floor options for major companies. The growth not only responds to demands for more flexible space, but also for any Space at all as Toronto and Vancouver face unprecedented office space demand. We're one of the tightest, if not the tightest, office market in terms of available uh, available stock in the world right now," said John Ramscar, managing director of CBRE's Canadian division. I.W.G. has about 279,000 square meters, so 3 million square feet of flexible office space in Canada says it plans to double that in the next three years. Coworking offices are helping to add capacity to the market in part by being more efficient with office layouts as their revenue depends on how many people they can fit into a space. A report by CB Insights noted that WeWork's buildings average about 4.6 4.6 square meters or 50 square feet per person compared to an in- industry-wide average of 23.2 square meters or 250 square feet for commercial offices. The shrinking space is part of a longer-term trend, said Ray Wong, vice president at Altus Group. Especially in the last 20 years, the average square feet per employee that's needed has been shrinking. And that's based on technology, and people multitasking, and more flexible workspace. The efficiency isn't just coming on a space-per-person level. Larger companies are taking advantage of the ease of adding office space by not leasing out the typical 7-10% to extra space for future growth, said Wong. Flexible offices, especially co-working spaces, also help businesses attract skilled employees who are looking for a more interesting and pleasing to, pleasing place to work, said Wong. The key challenge right now for companies, especially on the 1 intellectual property, 3 side is the ability to retain and attract talent. I don't know if there's a typo there or if I'm not understanding what they're saying. I'm gonna reread that. The key challenge right now for companies, especially on the intellectual property side, is the ability to retain and attract talent. The tighter layouts at co-working spaces allows for more collaboration while also avoiding the unused spaces of traditional offices, said Wayneberger. CEO of IWG Canada in Latin America. There's no doubt that we and our peers operate on a higher density rate than we would traditionally see. And while there are more people in the office, companies like IWG, which runs the Spaces and Regis brands, among others, is also responding to the need for some people only to be in the office part time. Employees want the option and the ability to work wherever they want to work, in a productive office, at whatever time to get a job done, said Berger. For Raj, the model means he can provide full-time desk space for his team while he is signed up to only be in the co-working space 10 days a month. I can be at the co-working facility, be at a client site, or choose to work from home, if that's somehow conducive to the work that I'm doing. Coworking spaces um, always interested me. When we moved to Hamilton four years ago, there was one, two, three. There were three um, visible co-working spaces. Now, well, one was kind of, I guess bought by the other to so that consolidated you have another one you have another one I think there's been three more three more co-working companies that have come into uh, that have opened in the last 4 years so there's five or six um and it's a little confusing cuz a couple of them have bought others out but there's five or six co-working companies in Hamilton that I know of so and I know commercial office space is definitely uh, at a premium here. Hamilton has a really cool freelancer community. It, like, it seems to be a thing that, um, probably common in most metropolitan areas and Hamilton's just big enough to see that population grow, uh, quickly in comparison to like the rest of the workforce. Uh, we have a lot of minimum wage jobs. You also have a lot of industrial jobs or manufacturing. um, And you have some office and stuff like it, Hamilton definitely has an office, downtown office core, but not as, from an individual's perspective, it's not as noticeable as the rest of the employment options in Hamilton. So it sticks out whenever you see someone kind of going off on their own as a freelancer or taking on side gigs. So the freelancer community, is in from my observation is just more visible here and to watch that grow and then to watch co working spaces come in and fill that need. I've actually looked at renting out co working space myself, haven't done so yet, just because it hasn't become necessary yet, but the I definitely know, like, I know which ones are here, I know which ones I would want to go for. Uh, In fact, one of the companies is Indwell, and it has a co-working space called The Commons, and it's in the ground floor of one of their affordable housing complexes, which is genius. And then there are a whole bunch of other models um, that are being used to provide office space to artists specifically, or like, I guess, workspace to artists. There's um, old train buildings that are being repurposed into office space. There's uh, old office buildings that seem like they've needed a lot of love. And they are finally seeing companies come in and give them that love, then there's, I wouldn't call it, I don't know if I'd call it a co-working space, but then there's the Westinghouse building and, you know, it was this vacant, massive building from the early 1900s and it was a big piece of Hamilton's history that's just been sitting vacant for decades. Well, development company went in um, and, has, and is completely renovating the interior and opening up the floors to, and opening up all the floors and just leasing them out. So uh, it's not, I don't know if it would necessarily qualify as co-working space, but it's, it has that model on a bigger expanse. Like they're looking for companies to rent out whole floors or partial, like partial floors. So, But they are a brand in and of themselves. They do their own things like the Westinghouse HQ is a brand of, in and of itself, so it's just, <clears throat> pardon me, it's just interesting to see how creative people are getting with the building space available. If you work with any uh, co-working companies, I'd love to hear from you, especially on the real estate side, um, or on the tenant, tenant side, finding uh, leasing out space, What that what's that like for you? You can email me recoffee coffee at joelarndt.ca. So that's r e coffee at j o e l a r n d t dot ca. And let me know what it's like for you uh, working in the co working space, or if you are. So even you know real estate agents, um, mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, they don't necessarily need dedicated office space. Although most brokerages will have offices, a lot of those end up feeling like co-working spaces sometimes. I know there's a Keller Williams office just down the road from me, and it looks more like a co-working space than it does a real estate office, which is kind of cool. Anyway, I'd love to know what your experience is like. If you want to keep getting Morning news articles, real estate, Canadian real estate news articles. You can, you can subscribe to Real Estate and Coffee on Apple uh, Podcasts or Apple iTunes. You can subscribe on Spotify. You can subscribe on Google Podcasts, on Radio Public, and a whole bunch of other podcast platforms. And of course, uh, give me rate the podcast. Let me know what you think. I'd love a five-star review you don't think it's worth the five stars, that's fine. Just let me know why and I will improve it. All right, everyone. Have a good Monday.